Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Episode 220 is episode 114, How to Buy Happiness. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And today we are re-airing a listener favorite and it is how to buy happiness. You thought it couldn't be bought, but you were wrong. <laughs> if, if you've got enough money, you can be happy. And that's what we are here to say and preach. And we're going to show you how to purchase your happiness. And, and that's why, probably why it was such a popular episode. Yeah. Hot take. Everybody wants, yeah, everybody wants to be happy. Um, and we're going to show you how to buy it. So... This is a very fun episode. Spoiler alert. There's, you know, a little sarcasm. But first, let's share who this episode is brought to you by. A $25 rebate on Miller Lite. Katie from our Frugal <laughs> Friends community on Facebook recently shared that while binge listening to the podcast, she came to our episode on Roth IRAs and heard our lightning round, which was our funny stories about IRAs. So she shared hers and it was that she opened her first Roth IRA with a $25 rebate she got back from a Miller Lite beer purchase, further hitting home our belief that you can start investing with literally any amount of money. Money from almost anywhere. The $25 Miller Lite rebate. We just want you to know how much beer you bought, Katie. Yeah. How much beer did you buy? Katie? How much beer? Yeah. And then how much beer will be bought in the future because of the Roth IRA investment oh my gosh. with the $25 Miller Lite rebate? So good, Katie. So good. We're not actually sponsored by Miller Lite, but we're here for that rebate. No, only the rebate, only the $25 rebate specifically. Um, this episode's also kind of brought to you by Tuesday, because if you will notice, it's not Friday. And we're very excited to share that from here on out, you will be getting two episodes a week. Not one, but two. Who doesn't love a BOGO? <laughs> well, like, you're not even buying anything. You're just you're getting two for free every week. Yes. Because why not? We, we're not busy not? with other things. We just want to keep talking with each other and then sharing it with you. Absolutely. And again, this this Tuesday episode is kind of also brought to you by the iHeart Podcast Network because their partnership, us being part of their network, allows us to be able to do more of what we love, of our favorite thing, which is bringing you the podcast for free. And it allows us to do less of what we don't like to do and still feed our families Lots and lots of takeout and lots and lots of champagne. <laughs> so I'm still feeding my family rice and beans because it turns out it's really tasty. <laughs> oh, wow. You're you're just doing rice and beans. Wow. Where Some did days. you check it? Jill's <laughs> check got lost in the mail. Um, <laughs> yeah. But so th we appreciate you listening and tolerating the ads as we all do on podcasts because it allows us to bring you more of these. So thank you, Tuesday. Thank you, iHeart. Thank you, $25 rebates on Miller Lite. Thanks, Tuesday. So beautiful. 
Yes. Uh, so if you are looking for even more frugal friends to queue up, if two episodes a week is not going to be enough for you, definitely turn back the clock, head up to episode 206 or head back to episode 206, Building Holistic Wealth with Keisha Blair. That one was a great one. Mm-hmm. Talks a lot about what truly makes us happy and how to afford it. I love, love, loved that episode. And then also episode 128, how to approach and control emotional spending. We usually approach our spending with we we make impulse spends when we're stressed or we have negative emotions. Um, but we talk a little bit about like kind of celebrating like celebratory emotions or positive emotions are also kind of rewarded with spending. And so that is another one. Episodes 206 and 128, real good ones to queue up after this one. So let's get back into this one. Really excited about this hot take on whether or not money can purchase happiness and just how to enjoy life more. Let's do it. Our first article is from Forbes and it's called The Five Principles of Happy Money. So we're just going to go through those ones first. And uh, yeah, it's, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, So the first one is to buy experiences. Mm. Research shows that material things turn out to provide less happiness than experiential purchases. But for some reason, we... We continue to buy things because when you buy something, you have it long term. And so we think, oh, I'm going to buy this shirt and I'm going to get to wear it over and over and over. And that is going to bring me happiness every time I wear it. Mm -hmm. Um, But the law of diminishing returns Mm -hmm. will, you know, remind us that it only will bring you happiness for so long. Mm -hmm. Whereas an experience the mem- the anticipation of it, the actual experience, and the memories associated with it, you carry those with you mm-hmm. for much longer mm-hmm. uh, than yeah. the happiness that an item can bring. The Those that you've shared those memories with as well. It's amazing mm-hmm. how I can recall maybe one time of spending three hours with somebody and it is, it, it feels as though I spent a lot longer than that with, mm-hmm. with somebody given whatever kind of circumstance or activity you're doing side by side. It's, it's quite amazing how important experiences are and the memories that are created as a result of that versus just like what we can do with our things mm-hmm. yeah. in isolation. Yeah. When I was paying off debt, I had a rule that I would never drink alone. So whether that was alcohol or coffee or whatever, I would never drink alone. And that was mm. to save money because I loved <laughs> the experience of getting coffee with a friend or going to a bar. Um, but alcohol and coffee tend to be expensive uh, mm. after you uh, you know buy them a lot. So I gave myself freedom to enjoy those things, but only if I experienced them with mm. someone. That's a helpful boundary yeah. line, especially when you're aiming at certain financial goals mm-hmm. that could be. And yeah, it, it aims at the experience of mm-hmm. it and not just the thing that you're consuming. Yeah. Mm, I like that. And that kind of ties into number two on this list is make it a treat. And so the article argues that when something is always available, we're less inclined to appreciate that thing. This goes in line with growing up in an area and never having been to the local museums Mm -hmm. or even some of the local parks because it's just there. I don't know. It's like that's in my backyard. I just never go versus others who come to visit. It's like that happened to us all the time growing up outside Philly. People were like, I want to go see the Liberty Bell. Is it so amazing? Like, I want to see the Betsy Ross house. I want to all these things. And we're just like, oh, yeah, like I went there once on a field trip in elementary school. It's just there. You just don't think about it. Um, And so using that mentality, we can create things to be treats and to be exciting. Um, And so in the article, they give this example of like they went on a vacation and they found this wine that they really liked. And then they had wine every single night for dinner and then suddenly they didn't 
want wine anymore. It wasn't Mm -hmm. a treat. And so in some ways, kind of abstaining from a thing or a purchase or an activity for a time that you typically enjoy can help to make that thing a treat. And then you can, yeah, spend money on that thing, but it doesn't have to be all the time. We don't have to gorge ourselves Mm -hmm. on that thing. And, and in, in some ways that can align with frugal principles as well of, yeah, buy the things that you enjoy, but it doesn't need to be amassed in large quantities. Do it occasionally. Look forward to doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's one of the reasons that I love doing no spend challenges when mm, I was yeah. uh, paying off debt. I had these habits built up and I didn't even realize them mm-hmm. um, that I would just spend money without thinking. But abstaining from it for just a few weeks put things back into perspective for me. Mm-hmm. And so these things, once I could do them again, felt like treats. Oh my word. It's like what has happened with COVID-19 and all that we have not had access to. Like just getting together with somebody outside feels like an enormous treat. Um, I know in our area, even like restaurants, outdoor restaurants just opened up. And so even being able to eat outside and, and you see that you see the benefit that that can have on your bank account and then create, like, I know for myself, I, I plan <laughs> Eric's hearing this for the first time to not go out to eat as often as I did prior to all of this happening. I'm still going to get takeout. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but going out to eat is quite an expense that I need to treat as a treat, no pun intended, pun intended, uh, <laughs> more than just like how I feed myself. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. It's just taking a step back every once in a while um, and and just re- recalibrating Mm -hmm. and, and looking at things as they are intended to be. And Mm -hmm. and the same, like with turning coffee and bar, you know, things into experiences that also turned it back into a treat Mm -hmm. for me. So I actually sought out people to, (laughs) can you come get coffee? The introvert in me, you know, so it was a way to Mm. uh, maintain community yeah. Because paying off debt can also be kind of isolating. Yeah. Um, so it was a way for me to seek out community, a way for me to make these things into yeah. treats. So I didn't feel like I was depriving myself so that, you know, the pendulum swung swung from all the way abstaining to all mm. the way indulging. It mm-hmm. still kept it in balance and check, yeah. but saved me money and I was able yeah. to feel really excited every time I went out. It feels a a bit gamified to me too, in some ways and setting up these boundary lines for yourself. Yeah. I'd be curious and feel free to engage with us on our frugal friends, Facebook community group. Did I say that right? Yeah. Frugal friends community on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in, in some of the ways that you have set up boundary lines for yourself in a way that maybe gamifies or makes something into a treat or yeah, that'd, yeah. that'd be fun. I, I know that we do these things at different times, like the no spend challenge or like what, you know, the boundary lines that you've set up for mm-hmm. yourself to drink coffee. I think that can help us in this journey yeah. and to create some fun around what might typically be mundane or routine. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a great idea. Um, the third is to buy time. Mm. Um, outsource your dreaded tasks in yeah. order to have more time to follow your passions. Um, so if money is an issue, consider outsourcing things like cleaning the house so you can work more and earn more money to pay for the house being cleaned. And this, I think, is a huge mindset block for a lot mm. of people. I'll say for me initially paying to outsource dreaded tasks or um, I, I'll talk about this later, but to uh, you know pay for things so that I was able to earn more money yeah. um, that I, I felt a lot of guilt mm-hmm. um, about having to do that. Um, but reframing it, uh, to be about like, no, I'm buying time yeah. so that I can do 
more of the things I enjoy. I think it's a prioritizing issue too. Mm -hmm. And I noticed this in my own life where I know what my priorities are. I say that I know them, but then what I'm actually doing with my time is not that I get Mm -hmm. so caught up in the menial tasks that keep me from doing what I actually want to do. And I think that this is along those same lines of saying, what do you actually want to put your time to? then put your money towards the things that you don't want to be doing. And that's not to say like, okay, this is not for everybody to hire a house cleaner. Like I'm sure that there could be a million arguments against doing that. Mm -hmm. However, find out what that is. What are you spending your time on that is keeping you from doing the things that you want to be doing or the things that can help make you more money? Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be time consuming things, but if you'd rather be doing a side hustle than be doing your laundry, holy smokes, do your side hustle and if take your laundry f- to the dry cleaner. Yeah. If your side hustle is more profitable, <laughs> yeah. at least, then yeah. yeah, then it's worth it. I also, and, and so I think we talked about this in one of our early, early episodes in the archives. So I want to r- dig up this concept again, because it's something that has really stuck with me and has shifted a lot of the way that I approach money and think about this specific topic. When Eric and I were in Uganda, um, we were building homes and setting up solar power and, and different things like that um, for an organization down there. And we, when engaging with the local people there, we realized that so many had people cleaning their homes that they paid, people watching their children that they paid. Um, and they themselves were maybe not making, in our, in my mind, like a lot of money. And yet, and so I, I was talking with some people about that and they were like, well, this is what we see as the right use of our money. That if I can afford to provide some sustenance to somebody else, then that is my responsibility mm-hmm. to do that mm-hmm. versus hoarding it all and saying, I can do it all. I can watch my kids. I can clean the laundry. I can do the dishes. I can make the food. I can work. I can chauffeur. I can be on the PTA. Like this is a mentality. This is such an individualistic mentality that can really be a detriment to our mental health, to our happiness as we're talking about. Um, and and it, this intersects with a lot of other things that we're going to talk about on this list of like being generous. Not that I think paying somebody for their work is generous, but that idea that like it is better to give than to receive. Mm-hmm. And so if we are able to afford to give others a task, a to give others a job and pay them for it. Like it's, it's our responsibility, at least the way that's the way that's something I that, that I yeah. took from that culture. Uh, and that has really shifted the way that I view my money and the way that I engage with yeah. it. Because I think we feel like frugality means hoarding mm-hmm. your money, doing everything to scrimp and save and scrounge. But frugality is just about widening the gap between what you spend and what you earn. Mm -hmm. Like that's what frugality is to us is widening that gap Mm -hmm. so that you have more disposable income to do with the things that make you happy. Mm -hmm. And, and so like, I love that concept. Yeah. And, and it is happiness. If you do choose to buy a house cleaner and come home and the dishes are done and you Mm. didn't do them. mm. Yeah. That sounds good. Um, the fourth one on this list is pay now, consume later. So they're talking about paying up front for whatever cost it is. They're primarily talking about vacations and delaying the consumption for that. Um, and you can buy more happiness even as you spend less on those things. Um, delaying consumption allows us to reap the pleasure, pleasures of even anticipation. And I love what's being talked about here. And this is actually um, 
a concept or even like a tool that I was handing out to people in the midst of COVID-19 and managing anxiety and figuring out how, how do we find purpose if maybe we are without work or we've experienced extreme disruption or transition in our lives. And one of the things that we found as clinicians was really helpful and is always really helpful, just kind of pulling on and amplifying this is we need something to look forward to. Mm. All of us. And really, we're talking about hope. Like, we need hope. That is true across the board. But particularly when things are very uncertain, it is important to have things to look forward to. Or when things are very, very difficult, it's important to say, what can I set my sights on that helps me to pull up out of my immediate circumstances? Mm -hmm. And that is true regardless of whether or not there's a global pandemic happening. It is helpful for us to have something that we can set our sights on and say, this thing is coming. Yeah. I I wouldn't say, and neither does this article say that the anticipation is better than the thing itself, but it is still really helpful. Mm -hmm. You do also have to go and do that thing so that you can continue to perpetuate the idea that this is going to be fun. And that's what provides (laughs) you the opportunity to look forward to it. Uh, but paying for your vacations ahead of time, planning in advance. They talk about how they stayed at like six different places and all they had to pay was like the, um, the incidentals. Yeah. 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 Which they ended up getting back on their card. And yeah. So it almost like I was thinking about you when I was reading this article, like their own version of an all inclusive by having. Mm-hmm. Um, prepaid all of these things. So I think that's another way to look at, you know, you know, whether that's Christmas shopping or vacation planning or uh, you name it, something that can be down the road that you pay for now when you have the money, it can help. I think the main idea is to shift from, um, consume now pay later, which is how credit cards typically Mm work. Um, to something that is save, 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 pay, consume. Mm. Um, so trying to shift the order in which you do things. Yeah. Um, the fifth one is invest in others. So mm. research has shown that spending money on others provides a bigger happiness boost than spending money on yourself. And they did this experiment in the book um, between the researchers. Uh, they gave money to a bunch of people and the half that spent it on other people reported feeling just better overall. Mm -hmm. Um, so investing in others is such a big way that we can use our money, uh, for us. I have always said giving is more for us than it is for the people (laughs) we are giving to. And I will stand by that. Uh Giving is more for the giver. Yeah. And so you don't need to be an angel like you don't need to be oh yeah there's always ulterior motives behind it doing good things makes us feel good like but okay makes other people feel good too embrace it and do more of it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah don't feel like you have to feel like a uh i don't know those angel investors or those people that give that are really good people. I'm a horrible person, so I don't even know what they're called. Oh, don't even let them fool you. They're doing it because it makes them feel good. Yeah, just do more of what makes you feel good. And we know now... When it makes others feel good. Right, we know now that that is investing in others. Research has shown that's what it is. Yes, well said. (laughs) When it comes to financial advice, you gotta trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. If you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to Nerd Wallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet, 
finance smarter. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features, but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. And we'll get more into that even in this next article, which provides us with four tips for happy spending. And it comes from inc.com. So we'll go through all four. Yes. And again, it... It's a repeat of the first article, but I think it's worth repeating because I think that there's something behind this. And so number one says, spend spend your money on extra time. Hiring a housekeeper, a virtual assistant, splurge for a grocery delivery. So they reference, so this is actually the science behind how spending can bring about some happiness. We don't want to just throw this concept of money doesn't buy happiness out the window when there could be some actual science behind saying, well, it can bring about some joy Mm -hmm. if we do it well. And so it referenced the study of 4,400 Americans showing pretty definitely that people who value time over money are happier than those who don't. And so they're arguing, all right, then spend your money on creating more time for yourself. Chances are, yeah, you'll feel good about that. You won't regret that. I will say I don't always do grocery deliveries uh, or I don't always do all the, the meal prep services. But when I do, oh my word, it's so much freedom, especially if I've budgeted for it. So please Mm -hmm. hear us that we are not talking about spending outside of your means to do these things. These are absolutely budgeted for things. But when we've done that and we see that we have maybe a little bit of discretionary income, what we might be spending on like stupid trips to Target could actually be going towards these more intentional areas. Yes, that is that's the goal with this is to put it in your budget. Don't let mindless spending dictate how you spend your money, Mm -hmm. essentially. like Don't Mm -hmm. wake up and wonder where your money went. Make a budget, but be intentional with putting things that have been proven to increase happiness, putting those things in your budget. Um, The second one is to spend your money on great experiences. Mm, mm-hmm. um, so like I was saying before, just because physical things last longer doesn't mean they bring happiness for a longer period of time. So when you're creating your budget, prioritize it, prioritize at least one experience each month. Mm-hmm. I think that's not too much to, you know, to spend on like one experience to look forward to every month and then really fun to do. And you can, uh, oh my gosh, Groupon, Living Social, mm-hmm. Yelp. There's so many ways to get experiences inexpensively, mm-hmm. um, but budget in great experiences. Yeah. And when you do that, number three, spend it with and on someone that you care about. Mm -hmm. So psychologists believe, and this is referenced in the article, that one reason experiences seem to make us happier than things is that we often share them with a friend or a partner or a family member. And so while doing free things with people you love is great, you should also budget for the cost of that. Um, But not just experiences, but with other people can bring about connection with Mm -hmm. others. And I will say, and this is another um, therapeutic tidbit, 
Play is so important and there's tons of studies on play. We've talked about it and and books written about play, just the amazing hormones that it releases. And especially when we play side by side with other people, it bonds us to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it helps us to have a more positive outlook on life. It, it increases our feelings of happiness and joy. And I, I, I could go on and on, but play is so important. And I think that that is also one of the things that happens with experiences. Usually when we're spending money on experiences, they're fun. Mm-hmm. They are are our version of play. And when we invite other people into that, and when we're willing to spend on that, I, we don't always have to pay for another person, but invite them in. And if possible, if you've budgeted for it, yeah, pay for your friend to join you. And that will increase bonding and connection, which again, increases our levels of the, our experience of happiness and joy and life giving things. Yeah. So all of this, yeah, it is rooted in some, some studies, some science, some psychology that these are some ways that we can intentionally spend money. Yeah. And to circle back to number one, if you are not finding that you have enough time to play or time to spend with people Mm. you care about or have experiences at least once a month, it may be time to pay somebody to free up some of your time. Yeah that may be time to really examine your budget, your work schedule, Mm. uh, how much you're side hustling. Maybe you need to slow down your debt payoff um, or your savings rate. Mm -hmm. It may be time to Mm. just meditate on it uh, Mm. so that, because you do not get this time back. Mm -hmm. Like it's fun to say, I paid off, you know, $78,000 of debt in less than two years, but I don't get those two years back. Mm -hmm. So, and there are things that I, I wish that I had done. I, for the most part, I'm super happy, um, you know, with how I balanced my debt payoff, but I still have some regrets. And so you Mm -hmm. don't get that time back. You have to be okay with however you lived it. It's reminding me of this concept that you presented, Jen, in episodes back about being your own CEO, like the CEO (laughs) of your finances and kind of thinking if a business were run that way, it'd be super ineffective and inefficient. If like the CEO couldn't actually get the things done that they needed to get done (laughs) to move their business forward. Like once businesses reach a point where they need to hire new people, they need to recognize that like, all right, we've reached a point of Mm -hmm. capacity where now we need to hire out some of the things that we do, or we need to bring on another employee. Yes. that similar concept. If I'm realizing I don't have the time to do everything, then maybe it's an indicator that I've reached my capacity and my limitation and I need to bring someone else in to help. I just recently in my business brought on a virtual assistant because I realized that my time was more valuable working on higher level projects yep. than, you know, the menial day to day. We just outsourced the editing of our podcast. We did. It's so, so these are things that you hear about in side hustles and businesses, um, but they are the same concepts that you should be applying to your own life mm. to make it as effective as possible. Yeah. yeah. So those are the ways those are our tips for happy spending. Those are the ways we believe that you can spend happiest. And Gosh, I mean, if it's nothing that makes me more happy, there's literally nothing that makes me more happy every week than the bill of the week. That's right. It's time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Hi, Jen and Jill. It's Olivia calling from Denver, Colorado. My Bill of the Week is a little bit of a stretch, but just bear with me. Um, My favorite bill is actually the $2 bills that I use when filling up my scooter with gas. I recently purchased a Honda Metropolitan, and because the scooter gets about 100 miles to the gallon, it only requires um, 
one gallon of gas at a, at a time. It can only hold one gallon of gas. So therefore, because of the price of gas right now, um, it only costs me about one or two dollar bills every time I need to fill up the tank. So there you have it. That's my favorite bill of the week. Um, have a great day and thanks so much for what you two do. Oh, Olivia. Olivia. I really loved that one. This should be <laughs> illegal to call in making us so jealous on so many levels. First of all, you live in Denver, Colorado. That's beautiful. Second of all, $2 bills. You got your hands on some $2 bills. Those are amazing. And I don't think we've ever had that bill. A third, you have a scooter? Which is super fun and cool. Fourth, you only need to spend $2 to fill up your one tank of gas to get you all over town. Fifth, your name's Olivia. That's awesome. Six, how many can I get up to? I don't know where you're going. (laughs) What was the name of that scooter? I'm looking it up. Metropolitan? Metropolitan. I, I I need to see it for myself. This this was amazing. It didn't even require any bearing with you. That was oh, I love it. Oh my gosh, I'm just I'm picturing at it right you now. Yeah, driving off into happy freedom. Oh my gosh, freedom from Y'all, gas bills. If you have any adorable things that you want to call in about that have to do with a bill or maybe require a bill or or something. Yeah. Um, please, uh, get man, frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill. And we want to hear about them and we will celebrate with you. It's what we are best at. Apparently. Yeah. We're so, I'll do my best to list off Jill six reasons so of good why I'm celebrating people. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. If you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to nerd wallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet, finance smarter. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. Now it's time for the lightning round. You have to, my child is sleeping. I just remembered that. Yeah. So we are going to share one change um, that we've each made to spend happier and one change we need to make. So this is one oh. thing we've done and then one thing yeah. that we need to get better at. Okay, good. So um, first, my one that I did, um, and this was a big, this was a big mind cluster cuss for me. Um, so is daycare. I uh, had uh, um, uh, visions of my it. life of being a stay-at-home mom, yep. um, work-from-home mom. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do it all. 
And then very quickly after the birth of my son realized like, that's not me. That's not my life. That's not Mm -hmm. my happiness. Mm -hmm. It's what I thought, uh, was He's a right. cute baby, but but that's just not me. <laughs> yeah. So I fought it, but um, when he was four months old, um, I put him into a, a private in-home daycare, and a, a part of me was was sad that I was, felt like it was a failure because um, I couldn't mom hard enough. <laughs> um, but I realized I can make more money having by paying to put him in daycare. Mm-hmm. So I have been able to really grow my own business mm-hmm. only because I, I have him in daycare four days a week. And to highlight too, what you're describing for yourself as what you know is helpful to experience the different expressions of yourself, what what is helpful for your mental health, for your professional growth, for you being the best mom that you can be. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, it, at least what I'm hearing you say is it's not just about the money aspect, but also the ways that that impacts you holistically. Yeah. And I think, I mean, this is such an important thing, what you're describing, because there's also the barriers of mom guilt, which is so real. So holy smokes. Real. Um, and the different life choices that all moms make. And it does not mean that you love Kai any less because you're not a stay at home mom. Like, holy smokes, mom of the year. Actually, I'm nominating you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, this is this means a lot because you saw me almost drop him on his head yesterday. No, but the thing I wanted to focus on was the fact that you had an amazing feat of strength and like uh, fastness. What's the word I'm looking Speed. for? Thank you. In catching him, like he did not fall. It was amazing. It was incredible to watch. Anyhow, not to mention that I. It was my fault. Yeah. But, but also you, you you have chosen what has worked best for you, which is part time. Like Kai's not in daycare 20, like 24 seven. No, no child is in daycare 24 (laughs) seven, but he's, yeah, like it's a part time thing for you. And I, I think that I, I always am super encouraged to see people operating in their specific expressions of where their giftings lie and to be the best that they can be on all levels. Mm-hmm. And you found that for yeah. yourself. And, and I think it helps to give other people the, the freedom and permission to do that and to not shame one another for what is chosen. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, So for me, something that I have shifted and has, my goodness, brought me so much happiness is giving gifts to other people. Um, This is something that we do budget for. And I will say it's something I've always desired to do, but finances for a long time were not there. Like I was so desirous of... Uh, even just small things like knowing it's someone's birthday. It's probably my love language. I suppose like wanting to give people things because I know it makes me feel good. Like I'm not mother Teresa here. Um, that's who I was trying to think of. Oh, Oh, thank you. But honestly, this is an unpopular opinion probably, but mother Teresa felt good for doing the things that she did. You know, she did. (laughs) So yeah. Thank you. Anyhow, uh, and just refusing to feel guilty about it. And because this does satisfy something for me, like I am able to go shopping, pick up like all the cute things that I see at the store, but then give them to somebody else. So like I get to shop, I get to buy cute things and then I give it to somebody else. And it's just like win, win, win across the board. Um, and I, yeah, I just, I refuse to feel that like shopping guilt mm-hmm. for that because of the value that it places on other people. And the fact that I have the money to do that, I have allotted for it. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, here's something you should go to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash raise mm-hmm. and get Ooh. a gift card for somebody <gasps> just a $5 at a discount. Gift card. Yeah. That's a great idea. I mean, you get free a five free dollars by using our referral code. 
and then <gasps> give that to somebody. Oh my word, give it forward. Oh, yeah. Everybody in the Frugal Friends community everybody. group could do it. Oh Just my like gosh, we'll back post and forth the and back link. and forth. Yeah, we'll post the link in there. That's it. Okay. Okay. That's Great. But done is done is done. All Which right. Which leads to your next Which thing. Which leads to my next <laughs> thing. Uh, one change that I want to make is to increase my giving. Mm. Um, I want to give more uh, to more organizations doing work that I think is necessary, but more so I want to give to more people in my community. Uh, like we need to feel connected right now and I may not have a big income compared to some people, but it's big compared to others. And so Mm -hmm. I want to use what I've been blessed with to encourage others. Mm. And I had a, I just made a YouTube video recently about like ways that you can give without having a lot of money and like to vote with your dollar. And one of the things that I remember really significantly when I was a broke college student is that I would, um, I went to go get gas several times at this gas station and there would be just $20 on the pump, just prepaid. Mm. And so like as a broke college student, that made such a big impact having $20 in my tank. Um, and so like, it's stuff like that. Like I want to do that for Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have, I've done it before, but like, I want to be more intentional. Yeah. That's awesome. And not wondering, not stressing so much of like, whether I give money to the person on the side of the road, like, what are they going to do with it? Are they going to use it efficiently and effectively? Like who the heck cares? Yeah. I've, I've stopped caring about that. That, that cannot be. Like, I, I'm going to give you money and it's not like, it's not up to me with what you're going to do yeah. with that. Like, I don't have to, but like, if I want to, I'm going yeah. to, and I'm not going to second guess myself. Yeah, absolutely. Also, uh, so for me, <laughs> you have a more altruistic goal in mind. But you already have, you're already doing the altruistic thing. Yeah, so are thing. you, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, no, you're, you're better. You're, you're cool. Okay. I want, this is more like a perspective shift more than it is something that's like actual, like this is already happening. I just want to change my perspective on it. So like ordering out and allowing myself to have a higher food budget, guilt free. Mm. So I can feel so much comparison when I see people in the personal finance space talking about how low is your grocery budget? What's everybody's food budget? I mean, it is one of our biggest areas of spending and where Mm -hmm. we want to rein in spending. So it's such a hot topic and people are talking about it all the time of, oh, for, for a couple, I spend $50 a month and I'm just like... Oh my word, I'm nowhere near that. Like I am so mm-hmm. beyond that amount of money. But yet I recognize where my life season is and how, first of all, just like stressed and annoyed and frustrated I get at why we have to eat three meals a day. I mean, I've cut it down to two and some days down to one, but that's why you're so thin. (laughs) It's sickening. It's just, I'm so (laughs) tired of thinking about food. And then every time I do think about food, then I just, I take it even further where I think I have to do this for the rest of my life. Like I'm already done with it in my third and I potentially have 40 more years of needing to think about food every single day. It like that that's where it's at for oh, me. I that's cannot how relate. Bad it is. Girl, I cannot relate. I like food, don't get me wrong, but to th- to think about I've got to go grocery shopping. I've got a meal plan. I've got to prep it. I've got to cook it. I got to clean up after it. I got to then think about what are we doing the next day? It's just like Oh my goodness, I I can't on top of everything else that I'm doing. So anyhow, what I'm saying is wanting to give myself the permission that, hey, my food budget is a lot higher, but I have budgeted for it. And, and my food budget, to be fair, it includes everything. It includes all my beverages, my eating out, my dining in, my groceries. It's everything. But yes, it is higher than $50 a month. Yeah, it is higher than $500 Grace for yourself. (laughs) Yeah. And I think I just need the, I I need to just experience the the permission of this is what I've budgeted for. I have the money to do it. This is where my values Mm -hmm. are. This is what helps free up time for me to do the things that I want to do. 
this is how I'm going to feed myself at least for this season. I mean, it's much better than saying, than, you know, meal planning out seven dinners for the week, but always failing, you know, twice a week. And then you feel the guilt and instead just budget it in and let go of the guilt. Give yourself grace. That's the cycle I get into is I'll go and I'll get a ton of stuff from the grocery store. And then halfway through the week, I don't have the capacity for it. So then I'm also ordering out. And then it's just like, well, this is ridiculous Mm -hmm. because now I have gone grocery shopping and I'm eating out and that's where it's not okay. And it goes beyond. So, and if this is somewhere that you're trying to rein in, so if you're more like me and you're Mm -hmm. just like, I love to think about my next meal after my last meal, (laughs) then, then try and get creative, like with your budget. So give yourself grace, go slowly. Um, but then maybe, maybe next month you keep the same food budget, but you think about how you can uh, work more creatively with it. So Mm -hmm. try to eat out. Uh, you know, increase your eating out without increasing your spending. So gamify it. There's nothing wrong with gamifying Mm -hmm. how you do frugality. And I'm still frugal. My goodness. What, when I say that, what I'm doing is I'm picking up Chick-fil-A chicken fingers and I'm putting it on lettuce that I did buy from the grocery store. But that to be guilt-free about it versus in my mind where I'll go is, I should have made that chicken myself. I should have gone to the meat market where I can get discounted chicken and I should have done all like, and it's just like, should have, should have. Oh, I, I, not right now, maybe eventually, but, and, and it does, it shifts with seasons. Because Chick-fil-A chicken is good. Like it's delicious. Yeah. yeah. I learned that, that one of their secrets is marinating their chicken in pickle juice. Dill pickle juice. It's true. So if you need one more thing on your plate, um, <laughs> marinate your chicken in dill yeah. pickle juice if you if that's what brings you joy. Well, we hope you enjoyed this rerun, and we wanted to give you a little update on our lightning round responses. Yeah, which is a change you've made made to spend happier, and one change you're going to make. So, Jill, what's your update? I love listening back at what this would have been about a year ago, maybe a little less than a year ago. Two years. Two years. Oh, gosh. A year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Math. And some (laughs) of these things are still so true for me, but then some things, yeah, I've seen growth and progress, which is exciting. So just a side note for anybody, journal or document or have a way to look back on your life in some way, because there's real benefit and treasures hidden in that process. So yes, I still give gifts to people. They don't always look tangible. Sometimes it's just in the form of buying food, which is tangible, I suppose, or having experiences together. Mm -hmm. But also if I'm going to give something, it's usually going to be a plant or a flower. And you all know that it's, and and I love that. And that has definitely continued. And then this part about ordering food and my food budget being higher. Yes, I have experienced more and more grace and permission in that area towards myself. But one thing I've recently changed that has helped me a ton is I used to keep my line item of food in my budget as just one thing. So whether it was groceries or takeout or restaurants, it was all clumped into just food. And that was one of the reasons that it felt so, so high, but yet I couldn't seem to get it down to the spot that Mm -hmm. I thought was going to be the best place to have it at. And separating it out between groceries and restaurant slash takeout, just two different categories, aligning that with my values, but also being realistic with, I really don't want to spend more than X, Y, Z on this, but yet we can still go out has really helped me a ton. And I recognize it's probably just a mindset or perspective shift thing, but 
pulling that apart has helped me to see really where I'm spending that maybe I don't want to be spending so much or, oh, this is okay because I feel good about this amount on groceries and I feel good about this amount on restaurants and it feels like a treat. So I'm leaning into groceries and eating at home more. And it, for whatever reason, for me, it has really helped to keep me right where I want to be and within my what I make each month. So that's been a helpful shift. Mm, so good. So I talked about daycare and how I had to relinquish the guilt that I could do it all. And I am I am sitting pretty, girl. You know, I <laughs> love spending money on daycare. Now it's the thing when people ask, what do you spend on without guilt? It's daycare for me because it has been not just good for me, but it has been so good for Kai. Like he has flourished, learned so much. We are so thankful for uh, Miss Isabel at daycare. It is the best money that I spend every month. It's so great. And I can affirm that. <laughs> like just going with you to pick up Kai from Miss Isabel's and Jess, he's so happy and all the other kids mm-hmm. are so happy. And yeah, yeah, I agree. It's it's really great. So that is a that was a total that was a big stressor for me not uh, being able to do it all. So that was that was that. And he, I think he had already been in daycare for a little while when we recorded this. So yeah, that that's been great. And then I'm still working on looking for opportunities to give. I do I have ever since the episode I've been giving every month to organizations that I really believe in. So I feel good about that. And I have found little places where I can give to people in my community whether it's cash or just a little feel good gift or uh whatever. So yeah, have been doing better with that, but like always could improve. So that's awesome. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to even more growth, especially with these yes. two episodes a week. Imagine the exponential growth we're all going to experience. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope that you will listen twice as much as you have been. <laughs> and we just want to um, congratulate one of our members in our private community, our Frugal Friends Club, where we do monthly money challenges to help people save money and spend better. And so this one is from Debbie, who has been experiencing a lot of wins lately. And so I just had to pull out a few. She says, I'm so thankful for this group. The last two months have been challenging, but the lessons I've learned and the changes I've made since starting to listen to the podcast and joining Frugal Friends Club provided firm support to navigate the challenges. The most powerful one is a mindset shift that setbacks and mistakes are not only okay, they're inevitable. With a newly adopted growth mindset, there are actually opportunities to continue to learn and grow. We were prepared for the challenges thanks to sinking funds and a health savings account, both tools I learned about through the podcast and Frugal Friends Club. We've had to pause our debt payoff plans for a little while, but I know this is a season which will pass. And second, the concept of finding and creating my own path. Wow, she says in all caps. Uh, Instead of being dismayed and or feeling guilty and afraid when I look at our financial situation, I'm confident that I can put together a plan that works for me. I am equally confident that I can tweak that plan and even pivot when the need arises. Congratulations, Debbie. This is so much. And it's so exciting to celebrate with you all of these wins. And this is just a snippet. This is like the iceberg of wins that you've been experiencing. It's amazing what you've set your hands and mind to. Absolutely. Congrats, Debbie. So thank you for listening. If you want to check out our monthly challenge club, head to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash club to see what challenge we have coming up next. See y'all next week. I mean, Friday. (laughs) (laughs) We have to change that. (laughs) Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Siriani. Oh, man. Double the pleasure, double the fun.
I don't know how much of you, you can sing of that. Uh, that's it. That's all I'm going to sing. That's it. Yeah. Everyone knows I'm talking about gum and how you much I love, love it. Gum. I know. So yeah. why wouldn't I you sing that? Gum. Yeah. It was in your episode where we talk all about you. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of the things you I think love. it's in every episode. And my goodness, if I could find a pack of gum named Bill or William, that would forever and always be my bill of the week. Yeah. Consist- at least I'm consistent with my bill of the week. <laughs> it's my bill of the bill of my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, we all can't be you, Jen. Stop it. But we can listen to you two times a week. <laughs> Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.